This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings engaging video and audio lectures presented by top professors and professionals on a wide variety of subjects to your fingertips. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to $90 off the original price of four courses within the Everyday Gourmet series of instructional cooking courses. Choose from Essential Secrets of Spices and Cooking, Making Healthy Food Taste Great, Baking Pastries and Desserts, or Making Great Meals in Less Time for only $9.95. This great price of $9.95 is only available for a limited time, so order today. Go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us to update us on the chaos on Capitol Hill is Michael Warren. Michael, what the heck happened today? Well, it was just a humdrum, normal day on Capitol Hill. I don't know what you're talking about. Here's the, the, the short story of what happened and what was supposed to happen and what uh, what happened instead. Today was supposed to be a vote in the Republican conference uh, for who the conference would nominate uh, as speaker. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, the House Majority Leader, was uh, expected to win that. The question was, would he win enough support among uh, the Republican conference to go to the floor in front of the full House to win that outright majority. Everybody's – that was kind of the question going in. That was my question to the, my sources on Capitol Hill. And then all of a sudden, uh, shortly after the meeting started at noon, uh, the reports came out that uh, McCarthy didn't just not have the votes to win on the floor. He was dropping out entirely uh, from the speaker's race and uh, really threw everything into chaos. Uh, I was in touch with uh, with sources, including sources in McCarthy's office. And the, the question I kept asking is, what's going on? And the answer I kept getting is, nobody knows. So uh, uh, we the dust has started to settle a little bit, and we're learning a little more about uh, what happened, why McCarthy decided to drop out, and, and, and a little bit more about where Republicans go from here. And you've done some reporting on how we got here. So before we get to the future, why did Kevin McCarthy just drop out as opposed to having a vote and then have, you know, because, I mean, you, you count heads, you you either add votes or you lose votes. There's no reason to drop out before the first vote is cast. Do we know why that happened? Well, we had this uh, this group, this so-called Freedom Caucus, uh, about 30 or 40 uh, members. Not all of the members were were necessarily on with this with this particular plan, but the Freedom Caucus had endorsed one of its own members, Daniel Webster, uh, and was going to get about thirty or forty votes uh, in the conference. And there was no guarantee that uh, even if that Daniel Webster guy had 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 lost, that those votes would have then gone to McCarthy on the floor. Uh, and denying McCarthy a, a outright majority on the floor. Uh, was a real possibility. And, and to start off his speakership or even to risk losing on the floor to whomever the Democrats put up by not getting that full majority uh, was, was really a prospect that uh, was too risky, I think, in the end for McCarthy. He said uh, – he told me that at the end of the day, maybe I could have won, uh, but the risk of going to the floor – I mean, even if he had pulled that out and won uh, with 218 votes, the bare majority that he would have needed, he would have been in a really weak position to actually get anything done as speaker. And, and, and so in a way, he sort of saw the writing on the wall uh, and got out uh, before uh, really he and, and the entire conference could be too embarrassed. Some of the conventional wisdom is that this all goes back to his uh, incredibly uh, inept or inept, whichever one you want to use, comments about the Benghazi committee. Do you think that if the, that a moment had not occurred, that Kevin McCarthy would have dropped out today? 
It's hard to say. Um, I asked him about that. He called it a, a stumble. Uh, it was it was pretty much a, a full blown gaff uh, uh, for for doing that. He thinks that that was the moment when he started considering dropping out. He got a lot of noise from from members of his own conference, and and that was the first moment when he 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 thought maybe I shouldn't be doing this. He called the rest of the process, which again was really only about a, a week and a half process, uh, an, an uphill battle from there. So that was definitely the start of it. Uh, but that rump group of, of, of sort of very conservative members of the House were always there. Um, so maybe the Benghazi gaffe kind of gave them a little more fuel, gave them a little more uh, uh, sort of inspiration to keep pushing uh, against McCarthy. Uh, uh, but it was certainly did not help him, uh, that Benghazi gaffe. And, and, and I think it really did kind of start things, uh, start was the beginning of the end of the McCarthy speakership. You know, for people looking from the outside who don't follow politics every day, you know, the fact that they don't know who Daniel Webster is, they think, oh, yeah, he was great back in the 1800s. Uh, Jason Chaffetz, they still can't pronounce his name pronounce his name for the typical not that attentive voter there really was only one choice and that was going to be this kevin mccarthy guy that they'd heard about and didn't know much about we are for those folks at zero is that where the republican caucus is in other words a completely clean slate where anyone possibly could be the speaker of the house I think it's more the exact opposite, where no one can really be the Speaker of the House. <laughs> this is this this is the problem that I think Republicans are facing. You're hearing a lot of talk about uh, about Paul Ryan as sort of the compromise candidate here. Uh, I I know from sources that John Boehner and Kevin McCarthy are both trying to make appeals uh, to Paul Ryan, who said pretty much immediately that he, again, was not interested in running for speaker. But even Paul Ryan has some problems, I think, uh, uh, winning. The, look, the, the ultimate uh, problem here for anybody who wants to be speaker in this conference uh, of this uh, House of Representatives as it's currently constituted is you need support from a Republican conference that is divided on so many different issues. It's not just the sort of grassroots versus establishment uh, dichotomy. It's it's issues like immigration and uh, and the way that spending, uh, these sort of spending cliffs that we've been dealing with, the way to, to move forward on that. Uh, it's going to be really difficult, I think, for Republicans to find somebody who can, uh, who can sort of thread that needle. Uh, it doesn't look like a, like good prospect. I mean, Kevin McCarthy was the, the obvious choice. He's very popular with Republicans, uh, in the conference and he couldn't get it done. I don't see how this uh, works itself out anytime soon. Well, okay, then let's ask a kind of small government conservative question. Do you have to have a speaker? I mean, <laughs> is it really necessary? Maybe we can work around this. Uh, well, you know, once Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, abolishes the House of Representatives, exactly. then then of course there will be no need. Uh, I mean, it is look, it's a it is a, uh, a constitutional office. It's second in line to the presidency, right behind the vice president. You do need a speaker. There are people talking about getting someone from outside the House. You don't have to be an elected member of the House of Representatives to be Speaker of the House. Uh, but again, who wants that job? I mean, it's a, it's a thankless task uh, and uh, it's a very important task. The House cannot do any business without a Speaker. Uh, so John Boehner is going to stay on as Speaker. He said uh, pretty much uh, once he found out at this afternoon's meeting, he'll stay on as long as it takes for the Republicans to get a 218 at least majority and, and find a replacement. But uh, uh, so we could be uh, with Speaker Boehner for a lot longer than he or anybody else thought. So let me ask you this then. Are there any names that have popped up even in the I know it's been only a few hours since since uh, uh, Representative McCarthy dropped out, but any names popped up that 
caught your ear that you thought, oh, there's an interesting choice. Gee, I, I see how they could could be the right person. Well, besides Paul Ryan, uh, Tom Price, who was uh, at that point running for uh, majority leader. Right. Um, of course, Kevin McCarthy is now going to stay as majority leader. So, so this has affected races down ballot in the leadership uh, role. So, Tom Price is a is a potential uh, person who could who could fit that role. And in interest of full disclosure, disclosure he is in fact my congressman. Well, so there you go. Well, there you go. That, then you would have a direct line to uh, to power. I'm uh, going to have Graham. the best paved cul-de-sac. In America, I can already feel it. Um, but you know the the, the list of, of potential people. I, I talked to a member of Congress uh, just a few minutes ago, and he said, "You know, there's about five or six people uh, who I could see." I said, "Who?" And he really could he wouldn't name them. So I don't know. I think people are really just kind of still trying to figure out right. what this was like. Nobody knew this was happening going into uh, going into this. Not even Kevin McCarthy's staff. But I think uh, for a few minutes before the meeting started, John Boehner didn't know. None of the other House members knew that McCarthy was going to uh, uh, to drop out of the race. And so I really think everybody is just trying to get their sea legs and, and figure out like what the hell is going on here. Well, then let me ask one last question. That is, who are the people to watch when it comes to figuring out who the people to watch are? In other words, what members of the Congress are going to be the ones who you think will be most influential in turning people's heads to, hey, look, th- this would be a choice that, you know, this person over here. Well, Jim Jordan is the uh, the Ohio congressman who is the chair of that Freedom Caucus that I okay. mentioned, and he's sort of the ringleader in all this. Um, uh, he's but the he's guy not who, a not p- potential choice for a speaker. No, absolutely not. In fact, I talked to a couple of members today who, who uh, when I floated that idea, they 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 sort of said he had no support. But watch what he says in terms of what is acceptable. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the demands are of the Freedom Caucus. There's there's some talk about uh, some specific rule changes and and, and other things, some kind of uh, sort of minutia of the way the House works that they're looking for. Uh, but it does seem, I, I think I mentioned on Twitter, that the Freedom Caucus is like the dog that caught the car. Uh, they've been going after Boehner <laughs> and, and now McCarthy, and now they sort of don't really have a plan. Uh, and, and so I think once they regroup and, and maybe once we hear something from Jim Jordan uh, in terms of what they're looking for, uh, because they do have control of this and they're, they're sort of rump group, uh, then maybe we'll have a little more clarity about what is going to happen. Well, okay, that was the infamous Michael Graham last question, because as regular listeners of the podcast know, there's always another last question after <laughs> the last question. Uh, why not go pure politics? That is, a female Speaker of the House for the sake of having a, you know, a, a female face out representing the Republican ideas, reaching outside of the House. Uh, you know, as you pointed out, I, you know, it's completely possible. Why not a, I mean, just to just pick an example, say a Rick Perry or somebody who, you know, uh, is a is a talented politician who's looking for work. Uh, wh- why not make a pure political play at this point? I mean, look, anything's possible. I think the, the sort of window of, of what uh, is is possible has, has opened considerably in, in these last couple of weeks. Um, I, I haven't heard anything particularly about outsiders, even though that is constitutionally allowed. Um, I have heard some noise about, uh, you were asking about names, and, and you reminded me, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, who's the mm-hmm. conference chair of the Republican conference. Uh, she Her name has been bandied about a bit, and I'm hearing that there's a movement to 
at least convince her to kind of set up a, a, uh, a summit or a retreat for the Republican conference in the next weekend or so uh, to kind of regroup. And uh, if she's leading that, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to, to hear if there's a, a movement then to have her be the face uh, and, and possibly be the, the next Speaker of the House. But again, that's a long shot, just like uh, really any of these others and, until we, we have a better idea of, of who's running and who wants to do the job. Well, to so be perfectly clear, I am not seeking the position, but if called upon to serve, I would step up. And I've already made my uh, choice, Mike. I don't understand why the Republicans are fighting me on this. Hire Kevin Spacey to play Francis Underwood as the Speaker of the House, because that's clearly the kind of thinking, the you know smarter than the other team thinking that the Republican Party needs right now. Speaker Francis Underwood as portrayed by Kevin Spacey. You know, if you keep calling those those house uh, switchboards, you're going to get through eventually with your ideas, <laughs> Michael. I, I, just persistence is is key for the for your ideas. Michael Warren, the Weekly Standard. Thanks for the update. Literally, as the news happens here on the Weekly Standard podcast, we appreciate your time. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.